Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time, only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches. The man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. But when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues. The ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Yo, 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 what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, we are in the building, quarantine style, quarantine edition, making it do what it do. Hope everybody's safe, doing what y'all supposed to do, wash your hands, six feet, seven feet, eight feet, nine feet, whatever you got to do, all right, social distancing and all that. Shout out to y'all out there, man, doing your thing, making it happen, how you making it happen. It's Tuesday Night Live, I'll be giving up on the sports tip. Action VR Network, after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I am your man in the building, the mayor, RM Desk, Slepty Nice, however you want to get at me. I'm in the building. I'm around. I don't play with nobody's kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, and um, we're going to talk to sports, and it's a lot to talk about. <clears throat> All right, it's been three, four months. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? All I know is we're supposed to be um, in the middle of a, a pennant race right now in July. You know, get ready for, you know, football season in July. You know, um, have already determined an NBA champion and the Stanley Cup champion in June. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, so here we are, you know, July 7th. I, um, my mom's birthday, rest in peace. I got that out the way. We in the building, man, doing, making it do what it do. Um, yeah, man. So where do we start? Cam Newton, man, making his, 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 uh, initial four way into, uh, Foxborough as a New England Patriot. Patrick Mahomes breaking the bank, getting his bread. I'm not mad at you, B. Get your money, daddy. Get your money. I'm not mad at you. Get it how you live. You know what I'm saying? Um, the NBA wants another bubble in Chicago. This is getting crazy about a minute. Um, Stanley Cup, NHL, getting ready to do their thing, hopefully. And um, Korean baseball, man. It's, it's, it's fun, man. Korean baseball. Korean baseball. It come on at 5 in the morning, but I'm just telling you, Korean baseball, man. All right, it's after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. What's your thoughts on Deshaun Jackson's comments? I have some things to say about that, man. Um, I'm going to get into that in the three-minute rant. All right. Um, and, and basically that, man. Um, the baseball schedule is out. 60 games. All right. Um, and I looked at the Yankees' schedule. And we open up with the uh, Washington Nationals on the road in Washington, you know what I mean, on July 23rd, which is cool, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, with no fans in the stands, um, it's it's going to be different, definitely different. But uh, I think as it gets closer to it, Hopefully, you know, the, the, the spirit and the vibe, people will be, you know, ready to, to watch it. At least it'll be something, you know. But, again, let's get to that point because, you know, a lot of people, they drop them like flies, you know. And, and, again, you know, you want to really hope that you get to a point where you have, you know, um, you know teams that can go out there and, and, and play, you know. And, and you'd like to have your star attractions out there. But, um, again, this thing is looking, you know, by the day. As we go by the day, man, more people are dropping off. And when we talk about um, baseball, um, I am a baseball fan. I miss baseball. I, I miss baseball, but I don't miss it to the point where I'm mad because the season hasn't started on time. You know, um, I've been to 1994 where the Yankees were supposed to go to the World Series against the Montreal Expos, and that didn't happen because – you know, money changes everything. But um, at the end of the day, man, we are back in the building, making it do what it do. Sixty game schedules drop. Um, you know, it's go- it's going to be good to see how um these teams react. I want to really get into that a little bit because a lot of people are you know talking about the Yankees, you know, and and and, and the Dodgers, and how it's going to be a cakewalk because because it's sixty games. Please don't get it twisted. Please do not get it twisted. Um, again, I think, you know, this season is going to be so weird. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm prepared. Like, for real, for me, this season, the way this season is going for the Yankees, you went from, you know, Masahiro Tanaka getting hit in the head with a batted ball from John Carlos Stanton. You know, you go from all types of wildness with the Yankees and and and, and, and not, you know, um, DJ LeMahieu got coronavirus. Like, it's, it's, it's wild, man. I'm not even really expecting the Yankees to win the World Series. I don't even care if the Yankees win the World Series. 
it don't even matter. Because really, you know how I feel. I don't think they should be playing this season. Period. I don't think they should. So if the San Diego Padres, you know what I'm saying, get to the World Series, so what? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't think that it, it would bother me. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this is, first of all, it's a, it's a unique, it's a unique situation. No, um, it couldn't be helped. It, maybe it could have been helped, but you know we won't go there. Um, and we are where we are with it. So we're sixty games deep, and um, I kind of wanted to get into some things that if you're, you know, if you're a fan or whatever uh, of baseball, you probably checked out your team schedule. You know, you already know it's all east, all central, all west. So you already know that. Um, it's going to be three ten-team divisions, and each team will play within their division. So um, I think that that's you know it is what it is as far as that's concerned. You know, you still got some good matchups that you want to see. You know, what I mean, for example, you get to see you know, the Braves and the Yankees. You know, um, in, in, in the Central, you you get to see a, a matchup. You know, like with the, the Cardinals, maybe with the you know, with the, with the White Sox or the Cubs, you know what I mean, doing what they do. And in the West, you have the Astros, you know, playing against the Dodgers, you know, that type of thing. So, again, you know, you, you've got those good, you know, divisional matchups, but <clears throat> it's going to be 60 games, you know. So everybody's got to be on point from day one. Um, a, a few series that are not going to be played, all right, 10 matchups on the original 162-game schedule that um, are not going to be played this year that we're going to kind of, you know, uh, miss. Number one matchup is um, the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. I mean, who wanted to see a World Series rematch? I, um, you, know, the, you know, each team can win on the, on the road. Um, thing would have been popular. And seeing, you know, those national pitchers, Scherzer, Corbin, you know what I mean? Strasburg go up against that, you know, Houston Astros offense, you know what I mean, is is always a good thing. You know, remember the World Series was seven games last year. Um, another series is the Washington Nationals against the Los Angeles Angels. Remember, um, Anthony Rendon um, won a World Series championship last year with Washington and signed as a free agent with the Angels. Okay, he was third place in the National League MVP voting last year. Um, you know, he hit uh, at a three twenty eight clip in 17 playoff games. Now he's gone across the country to join Mike Trout. Um, and seeing him, you know, play in National Spark would have been fun coming back home, basically, and seeing Mike Trout um, on national TV against, you know, again, the Scherzers of the world, um, the Strasburgs, the Patrick Corbins, those guys um, would have been really, really good, you know, good thing. I'm a baseball fan. I'm Um, the Yankees and the Cubs, all right? Again, you know, the Yankees, you know, really uh, don't really get to go to Wrigley Field a lot. Um, and again, uh, it would have been, you know, good, you know, to see Garrett Cole um, go against that, that Cubs offense. And, and again, the Cubs offense is loaded. Don't get it twisted, you know? And uh, again, you got Aaron Judge and, and, and uh, John Carlos Stanton in Wrigley Field with the wind blowing out. You know, that would have been bananas out there. You know what I mean? It's too bad that we only get that once every three years. 
you know, and, and this time around it's not even going down. Uh, we're supposed to get the Yankees and the Astros this year, right? Um, two out of the last three years, the Astros beat my Yankees in Game 7 in the American League Championship Series. I'm not going to mention the sign stealings. I'm not going to mention that. I'm not going to mention that. I will mention Gary Cole, who used to pitch for the Astros last year, got a ring with them, will be pitching against the Astros. So, again, um, we would have liked to see that matchup, the Yankees and the Astros. Another matchup, the Cardinals and the Braves. All right, if you remember um, the National League Division Series Game 5, um, again, they gave up 10 runs in the first inning against the Cardinals. All right, and it was 13 and nothing before the end of the third inning. I couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, um, and I think that the Atlanta Braves, that's something that stuck with them. And I think that that should have been something that was going to be on their mind all season going into 2020. Um, and they don't get to see the Cardinals this year. I, and then, again, Marcelo the Cardinals to the Braves. So, again, it, it, it would have been nice to see these matchups. Um, the Cardinals and the Nationals, okay? Um, you know, the Cardinals got, you know, beat in the National League Championship Series. Um, they only scored two runs in the first three games. And, and, again, I think that, you know, with the Nationals, you know, ended up winning the World Series, it justifies everything for them. No matter what they had to go through, they won, and um, they, they got the World Series done. But we won't see the Cardinals and the Nationals this year. Um, we won't see the Oakland A's against the Tampa Bay Rays. Remember, the Rays beat Oakland in the, in the wild card game last season. All right? Um, both of these teams are small market teams. You know what I mean? And people love them because they deal, you know, in, in analytic situations, okay? Um, both of these teams go to their bullpen a lot, you know? And, again, you know, seeing how these managers will work their, their, their pitching stats against both of these lineups are decent. So it would have been interesting to see Oakland against Tampa Bay. Um, a couple more series include, like, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers against the Washington Nationals, you know, um, again, um, the Brewers, you know, had Washington on the ropes in the wild card game. Remember, Milwaukee was winning three to one going into the eighth inning. All right. Um, a couple of things happened. Um, Juan Soto ended up coming up to the play with the bases loaded. And again, you know, a base hit. And uh, the guy from Milwaukee, the outfield, I think his name is Trent Grisham. He dropped the ball to right field um, where Christian Yelich would have been. If not, he would have been, you know, if he wouldn't have been out with a season ended injury. Um, ended up clearing the bases, and that's how Milwaukee got beat in the playoffs last year. So we won't get to see uh, Milwaukee and the Nationals get into it. Um, the Twins and the Yankees, that's a series I really was looking forward to seeing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going back to the catch by um, Aaron Hicks in center field to save a game last year. Um, the Twins have lost 16 straight playoff games to, the, you know, to, 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 other teams besides the Yankees, but 13 of those, 13, all right, the Yankees have spanked Minnesota 13 times, all right, including the sweep last year in the division series, three-game sweep. So, again, um, you would have liked to see what Minnesota and the Yankees had going on in the regular season. Um, but, again, if they, you know, get into the playoffs, it'll be, you know, all hands on deck and no holes barred. Um, the Cleveland Indians and the Texas Rangers. Remember, Corey Kluber, he won two Cy Youngs in nine years with Cleveland. He also won two World Series games 
Um, you know, having helping the Indians go all the way to Game Seven in the World Series. Um, he was that man as far as their rotation is concerned for over ten years. Now he's pitching for the Texas Rangers. So again, seeing uh, Corey Cooper take the mound at Progressive Field, um, it would have been you know nice to see. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll get to see that in 2021. All right. This is after further review, man. 2.0, aka the sideline pass. We are in the building Tuesday night live. I got myself. I got my man, the ubiquitous pretty Bob James in the house, making it happen. What's good, Playboy? I gotta, I gotta ask you this question. And we talked yeah. a little bit about it off the air. What does this do to the Green Bay Packers where trying to uh, get Aaron Rodgers to renegotiate his contract goes to get more players so he can get to one Super Bowl? What does this do with Patrick Mahomes signing a deal like he did that pretty much averages out to $50 million a year? Right. right. I mean, you know what? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, those those days and numbers are way, you know, past him. If he feels like he doesn't have to, you know, um, you know, take away from his contract to help his team to get to the Super Bowl, then that tells you all you need to know. Tells you all you need to know. So, again, you know, they, they have to worry about that situation. Um, Patrick Mahomes, that $500 million is going to, you know, and impact quarterbacks like Dak Prescott and his situation. Because, again, Patrick Mahomes, with that situation with, with, with Kansas City, he's calling all the shots. And they really don't have no, no uh, problem saying yes to whatever he's asking for. Because, again, we talked about it behind the scenes. I think that, again... They, you know, they got they got a ring out the deal. They're looking forward to getting two or three more. Okay, it's a good investment for them. It's going to lock him in. Okay, so when he sees these other quarterbacks is coming down the line, getting their deals after Lamar's done with his rookie deal, and after you know whoever else is going to be the next guy to step up when they're done with their rookie deals, Patrick Mahomes is still going to be in the middle of that five hundred million dollar contract. Okay. And the only way, the only thing that's going to keep that, 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 that contract that Patrick Mahomes has worth at that particular value is for him to get more rings. Because who's going to be better than him? Who's going to be paid more than Patrick Mahomes? As long as he keeps winning those rings, that contract will stay at that level. Lamar and them will be like, whatever. Now they got to negotiate another number. You ain't got no, you ain't got no ring to show me? Patrick Mahomes got one. He might have two or three by the time, you know what I mean? We're looking down the road. So I'm not looking at Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City, you know, um, getting the better of each other. I think they got, you know, the fair market value. He was going to get a crazy number anyway. We knew he was going to get a crazy number. So, but again, I think that, um, you know, the extension, you know, um, making, you know, besides making him the highest paid athlete in the history of sports, um, I think that, whatever the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott is not going to be 10 years. We, we know that, right, Bob? We know that, right? It's not going to be 10 years. So no, definitely not. Again, definitely but, not. Right. Right. We, we know that from the door. So, again, to try to compare what, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes got 
to what Dak Prescott could possibly get after, you know, turning down situations already. You know what I mean? Because, again, you know, uh, Dak Prescott's, you know, firm at his four years. You know what I mean? Um, the Cowboys doing their thing. And, and again, an average of $35 million, um, making that $175 million max contract with about 105 in guaranteed break. You know what I mean? So, again, but the Cowboys are willing to step it up to $110 million if they can get Dak to agree to a fifth year. And that's the thing. You know what I mean? They're arguing about a fifth year. Where Patrick Mahomes came in here and swooped up and got 10. And on an extension, Bob, they didn't even wait. They extended them. Boom. We're not even going to give you the chance to even talk about no other stuff. Free agent. Free agent what? Test the market what? Not over here. You know what I'm saying? So, again, um, I think that the ring is the best thing that could have happened to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Because they, you know, they, they said, hey, we believe in this kid. And we think that um, he's going to be the face of the league for a long time. And if we can get three or four Super Bowl rings out of that and, and, and keep everybody from thinking about having to change our team name, then, uh, you know, we might be doing something. You know? And, um, again, um, I'm not mad at Patrick Mahomes. I am not mad at Patrick Mahomes. I'm not mad just like I wasn't mad any of these other cats that be coming down the line. But what I am kind of like, you know, uh, um, sitting back and looking at, I'm looking at a kid like Deshaun Watson. Um, like, you know, again, you see what can happen. You see what can happen, right? You look at a kid like Lamar Jackson. You go even back, like we was talking about before, where you go to the Randall Cunninghams of the world, and even before that, the Vince Evans of the world, the Archie Mannings of the world, the Fran Tarkentons of the world, those guys, right? So, you know, when you have a, a running quarterback and, and, you know, the, the knock against them is that either they can't throw or they can't run. They can't do both. So when you have a quarterback that had, is able to do both and the um, talent level is at where it's at right now in 2020, you know, um, they're going to, you know, they're going to shoot for the moon, you know, and, and we have a lot of quarterbacks out there that can get it, but they're all striving for one thing and only one person can get that. You know what I mean? So, and this year was Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes for a few years. It's you know really, I mean? It so really is. Look how long Phillip Rivers has been in the league. How many Super Bowls has he been to? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's not play. Let's not play. <laughs> Yeah, let's not make the Super Bowl the top priority because look at how many Super Bowls Dan Marino missed, I mean, during his career. Because, I mean, you know, and that tells you something right there. But, uh, you know, you know, to really, really look into it and look into it real well, there isn't going to be anyone. There isn't going to be anyone better than Patrick Mahomes. I know that a lot, a lot of... Uh, with the quarterback rankings, a lot of people have Mahomes number two, second only to Russell Wilson. And, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, deserves to be in the top five, but that's not going to last long because Mahomes, if I had to choose between Russell Wilson and Mahomes to use, I'm picking Mahomes. I think he's got, he's got a lot more to where, what, to what you need for a quarterback than Russell Wilson does. I feel for Russell Wilson because they still haven't, uh, corrected his, uh, they still haven't corrected him anything for him or their running backs that they get. Those poor running backs who 
can't have the future they should have because they're not putting together the offensive line that they need to in Seattle. That's not, but that's not the point here. That's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking more about the fact that the only real person that's really going to be the competition for him, just like Aaron Rodgers was to Tom Brady, is probably going to be if he comes out either uh, during the next uh, during during uh, n- the next uh, NFL draft or the following year year's NFL draft when Trevor Lawrence finally comes out. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the only one that becomes the real competition for Pat Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is going to be he's he's going to be he's going to be the best of the best. He's going listen, listen, man. First of all, like. I think that, you know, as far as with the Patrick Mahomes thing, he's, he's, he's does his numbers, he got this ring and all that. But, again, it's not like he's, he's perfect. He had those two interceptions in the Super Bowl, all right, before he threw up that, you know, that bomb that Tyree caught, you know what I mean? And, um, again, I think whatever happens with Patrick Mahomes is what Patrick Mahomes earned. You know what I mean? And, and again, I think, and, and I think there are, there are going to be some quarterbacks that are going to compete with Patrick Mahomes in the in, in the AFC. I think it is going to be some quarterbacks that's going to compete with Patrick Mahomes. You know why? I look at it like this, Bob. I'm going to look at the division. I'm going to look at Denver. Drew Locke, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, uh, Tyron Taylor, uh, okay? So Patrick Mahomes is good. All right, Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, uh, Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers, uh, Tennessee, uh, uh, um, 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 Tannehill, uh, Houston, Deshaun, Deshaun uh, uh, Watson. Give me Deshaun Watson. All right, boom. Baltimore, you got Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh, you got Roethlisberger coming back. Baker Mayfield is iffy. And then you got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will have a, a, a crazy offensive line. He got a crazy running back, Joe Mixon. He got receivers. He got a tight end. So, again, I think Joe Burrow, watch him. And I think um, if I got to add somebody else, Cam Newton in New England. So, I'm not even going to count Josh Allen or the mother dudes. I'm not counting them. And two ain't ready. So, no, two ain't ready, but I, 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 think, think, he, I think you're putting, you're leaving one name off that should be mentioned. I know you'll disagree with me, but uh... – I think we I think we need to let uh, the Jets quarterback uh, be in, included in that too. Sam Darnold, come on, man! Uh, he's he, he's on, Darnold is, the, di- is that, a hey, difference hey, maker hey, in, okay, for that okay, Jets team. I give you that. Okay, okay, okay. I give you that. You got to be kidding me, though. I give you, I give you that, man. Come on, Wacko Bob, Sam Darnold. He's a difference. He's he's a difference maker for that Jets team. Without him, that Jets team is hopeless. They really are. I mean, they can't keep his lips off of people. They, you know what I mean? They hope it's with him. And, and that situation is bananas right there. It's going to be, the Jets going to go seven and nine again. And then what? And I, 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 I mean, I give it to you, Sam Darnold. Okay. All right. I, I give you Sam Darnold. Okay. So now, we're going to move over to the NFC, right? So when you talk about quarterbacks, right, all right, we start with the NFC East. You got Carson Wentz. To me, I don't mess with Carson Wentz. I don't mess with him. You got Dak Prescott. For me, uh, uh, um, Daniel Jones, the, the jury is really still out on him. And Dwayne Haskins, the jury's still really still out on him. 
So we not we we not we don't you know we got Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, right? Uh, we got yes. Chicago. What's going on in Chicago? Who they got in Chicago? Oh, Nick Nick Foles in Chicago, right? Yeah, let's see how long oh, that lasts. Oh, uh, Mr. Bisky, right? Yeah, let's see how and long Detroit that lasts. So there's nothing. There's nothing. You know that jumps out at you there. Then the South, they got Drew Brees, all right? Uh, um, Matt Ryan, uh, Brady, and um, Teddy Bridgewater, right? So, uh, really, I'm not really seeing nothing else, you know, to mess with Patrick Mahomes. Then in San Francisco, you got Jimmy G, you got Russell, you got Jared Goff, and you got Kyler Murray. So, how many quarterbacks really are, are, are in Patrick Mahomes' way of getting to more Super Bowl rings? How many? I mean, if you had to count, if you had to count them up, I mean, who's the close? Who is the closest to being the talent against against Patrick against Patrick Mahomes out of those quarterbacks? Who's the closest? Because Kansas City can't be beat if it's down by ten minutes before quarter of the Super Bowl. Oh, I know, I know, I know exactly yeah, what you mean there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can be beat. So, but who's going to step up? Right. I mean, Jimmy, right. Jimmy, G, Jimmy Garoppolo is as far as he's going to go, uh, as far uh, as his talents go. He's as far as he's uh, going to go. I mean, and he, and it is going to be, and he's going to be stationary and long term with his talent. But he's his talent is is is, is, at, is at its peak to where it can be reached. The mm-hmm. only one who I could see in the NFC that still mm-hmm. has a, still has a chance to step up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, really. Really, I tell you, if he doesn't get injured, yeah. you know, I mean, I want to say, you know, I, you know, I do want to want to say, what's his name out there in Philadelphia? I mean, you know, it's just Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I want to say him, but he's really, you know, if he doesn't deal with injuries and he could, then he'll step up. You know, as long as he's not going to be injury prone again, he's the only one Carson who I Wentz. really see. I really see as being that. Having that big future as far as an NFC guy, I mean, you know, I'm not, okay. I'm not so worried about, uh, I'm not so worried about Tom Brady or Drew Brees because right. they really only got about, they're only got about a year or two left. Right, 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 right. right. absolutely. Right. You know, I mean, the the jury's, we might as well say the jury's still out on Teddy Bridgewater. Can this guy have an impressive full season? You know, I hope Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater can come back and be the Teddy Bridgewater of old. Not just- I hope so too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I hope Teddy Bridgewater come back and tear it up as he should. That's right. That's you know, right. I mean, right. you know, as far mm-hmm. as you know, Patriots. Unfortunately, for for us, and I'm going. I'm jumping into the AFC here. I'm jumping into my division. You know, they may have they they got the veteran. They got they probably got the best quarter of the bunch quarterback in the bunch in. And Cam Newton, because number one, Cam Newton's not a pushover. Cam Newton can right. get it done. That's what some right. people got to understand. You know, Sam Darnold can get it done, but Sam Darnold, I just don't know if he's in the best situation. You know, and if he's on the best situation, he's going to become about as he's he's going to be. I'm sorry to say this to you, he's going to probably become about as careless as Jameis Winston. With his throwing, I mean, well, I hope I, mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I think Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold should be the best in the AFC East. But uh, you know, reality is there. But can Cam Newton do it against do it against the Chiefs? That's going to be the question there. 
I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. I think Cam Newton can do it against anybody. And he's right. Cam ben, Newton can do it against any defense. Yeah, real, and I agree with that one. I, I agree with that one. Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on him because he, he again, he again. If he deals with another injury, then he's probably his staying power oh, yeah. is probably so going to be, right, 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 gonna be right, just right. that, just as much as it is, uh, just as much as it is left for uh, for both Breeze and Brady. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we sh- you you should Big Ben. You should. He. I don't know if he, Big Ben's going to ever be at his best again, but you should at least have one more year one year more out of him than you will out of Brady and Breeze. That much I'll say. You know, him and, uh, you know, him and, uh, him and uh, Aaron Rodgers are, you know, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're the older guys with maybe one more year left each. Right. You know, one, one more year left each than Brady and uh, Breeze do. But, uh, you know, that's what we're saying here. So, what are we looking at here? We 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 can't look at we we can't look at the dolphins yet. I, the dolphins are smart. They're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna have hit. They're gonna they're they're not gonna they're not gonna do put the put put start their guy right away. They're not gonna start start Tua right away. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa. You want to make sure he's gonna be at his best. You want him on the bench. You want him practicing. You want him in the best shape possible. So. You put him on the bench for a season, and you really, really work out his injuries. You get him in shape for the following year, so he can mm-hmm. be so he can be ready to possibly become the best. I know Dan Marino puts him over like a million bucks. I understand that, but we also got to look at the fact that that uh, what what you know what are you what are you going to be playing for in all this, and that's going to be the thing in question here. So I mean, who's really who's who's really that out there? Who who's really out there? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I know I said that you know most people have 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 Russell Wilson at number one, but really, I I think the only real competition that is going to be out there for 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 a guy like a Patrick Mahomes at this point, you know, really really should be a Carson Wentz if he could step it up with no injuries. You know, and I'm not putting, and I'm not putting, and and I'm not, and and I also want to include. I think Lamar Jackson's very unique and could do something, and and Deshaun Watson, as long as he doesn't wind up taking the same type of bumps that uh, Andrew Luck took, and and it plays a game game with its head, then Deshaun Watson could be the other. I'm done. No doubt. All right. No doubt. Um. I just wanted to say to that thought, like, again, man, um, you know, what Mahomes does is unique. Everybody else brings their unique thing to the table. But when you say, um, you know, or when anybody says, um, yeah, but this quarterback right here could do it if this doesn't happen. Or this quarterback could do it right here if this doesn't happen. So for me, it's like you got, if you have to have a bunch of uh, – of, of, situations develop for you to get past this kid, then, you know, that says more about you than it does about him. Because remember, in the playoffs, they were down both games. All three games, they was down. Crazy. You know what I mean? And, again, um, you know, I think that, you know, Carson Wentz can, you know, not, you know, get hurt in the playoffs. He can be healthy all season long. 
as soon as the playoff comes. He don't even last five minutes in the playoff game. You know what I mean? So you can tell me about Carson Wentz all day. I believe it when I see it. I know he does his thing in the regular season. Absolutely. Carson Wentz is the man. You know what I mean? But then if you say, you, do, you talk to somebody who don't know no better, how the Eagles get a Super Bowl and Carson Wentz is their quarterback and he wasn't known, you know, and he didn't help them get that ring. How they made a, another deep run and as soon as the playoffs start and they get into a game, he gets hurt. And here's like, the sad I, part. How the biggest Carson Wentz do in the world? You got to show me something. Here, you know here's, I mean? here's, the, here's the sad thing. Uh-huh. This shows Carson Wentz should be up there in the top five, but when you look at it and you put it put it together, Carson Wentz would only be with his injuries happening all the time to him right at the start of the playoff games, especially the week for him to play. Injury, he winds up being he winds up being at the same level of an Andy Dalton instead, and that's and that's sad. That's, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, yo. That's sad, word. You took the words right out of my mouth, kid. Word up. Like, for real, it's it's sad. That's sad, yo. When you say Andy, like, I didn't even think you, I didn't even think of Andy Dalton, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And even to, to, to a, um, uh, 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 to strengthen it, to solidify it, to put the bow on the package, you know, Andy Dalton did, you know, play in playoff games and, and finished them and didn't do nothing. So, again, at the end of the day, when you say Andy Dalton, that works for me. That works. You know what I'm saying? Does his thing. I'm not mad at him. And then, you know, the excuse is going to be, well, you know, you can't help the injuries. Nah, you can't help the injuries. You can't. Things I mean, I mean Ryan Tannehill got into a Pro Bowl. Ryan Tannehill got into right. a Pro Bowl. Does that make Ryan Tannehill one of the best quarterbacks out there? No. Yep. Ryan Tannehill got into an AFC championship game. Absolutely. That's right. You know, so, again, um, if it could happen to him, it could happen to you. So, again, I, I, and for me, when you talk about the AFC East, I'm like, Sam Donald. Come on, man. You got to be kidding me. Because I'm, I'm looking at Sam Darnold. I'm saying, you know, Josh Allen got his team into the playoffs. Everybody's talking about the Buffalo Bills. They're supposed to be that next team up. I think the Buffalo Bills still going to be stunned from how they lost that playoff game against Houston. I think that's still going to be on their mind. I don't know if they really trust Josh Allen like that. Because they had their game in their hands. And Josh Allen acted like he didn't know what to do. Yeah, so, Josh Allen, you know, is, is not the best finisher in a game. He really isn't. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and, and for me, that, that really takes away from who he is and what you, you know, what you expect him to be, man, because I think that that playoff win right there would have said a lot, even if they would have went to the next week and lost or whatever. You know what I mean? But, again, um, I'm not putting Josh Allen in no, on no pedestal. Because again, Cam Newton can come in and change the whole game. Get get you get out of here. Get Josh Allen, get out of here. Sam Darnold, get out of here. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua, get out of here. That 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 division belongs to the New England Patriots again. So again, just because Cam is on the team, he's going to add another dimension to the running game. They already got a crazy running game with Sonny Michelle, James White. They got receivers. I like Edelman. I like to kill Harry. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think that whatever they do off offensively uh, um, with their line, excuse me, with their line, 
that's on them. But, um, again, when you talk about, you know, comparing everybody to Patrick Mahomes, he's the standard now, you know, and, again, he's the defending champ. You know what I mean? So, again, there's been a lot of, you know, turnover as far as the quarterback position. We talked about this last year. You know what I mean? And now it's here. So now, you know, everybody's settled into their spot. We could talk about this guy with that guy. We could talk about injury guys coming back, like Roethlisberger. We could talk about <laughs> Nobody's really talking about uh, Wacko. Um, is um, the Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers. Okay? Um, he's got a, he's got a lovely situation, and I think the Indianapolis Colts are gonna make some noise. They gonna the, the, the Colts are gonna make some noise. I like I like the Colts to make some noise. Yeah, the Colts here's and here's a, and no one's talking about that. And the Colts they got like the for the second or third best offensive line in the NFL. That's what they got. They got receivers. You they got they got three receivers you can throw to they're developing a running game now so people got to look at that the best situation any quarterback would want to get into is right there in indianapolis it is i mean you know when andrew luck retired i mean people quarterbacks should have been either demanding a trade there or the ones that were (laughs) the best ones that were in free agency should have been getting their agents to negotiate with uh, the colts if I were if I were a top if I if I were a, t- a top of the line quarterback quarterback in the NFL and I were a free agent, I would want to go to Indianapolis and play for the Colts. Indianapolis got the situation popping. Yo, look, I mean, you look at the Indianapolis Colts, man. Um, with you know what, what they do is um, you know with Philip Rivers, you know um, Jacoby Brissett, the backup. We know the story with him and all of that. They're running backs. They got Marlon Mack. They got drafted Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, the wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, you already know he's a mainstay. Jack Doyle at tight end. I, um, you know, Michael Pittman. They got a bunch of receivers. They got Paris Campbell, the kid from Ohio State. That's in the league. You know what I mean? Defensively, look at this defensive line. DeForest Buckner, they got him. You know what I mean? They got Justin Houston. Look at Darius Leonard, that linebacker. Look at that uh, secondary, Rocky Asin. You know what I mean? Um, Malik Hooker. They got, they got a squad. So, again, I look at the Indianapolis Colts and I say, you know what? They were 7-9. Um, they're they're going to do better than 7-9 this year. Believe that. You know? So, I think the team in, in, in trouble in the AFC South is the Houston Texans. I think they're going to take a step back. I think they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna take a step back. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, so you know what I mean. So that that's one one weapon uh, less that Deshaun Watson has. Okay, um, Tennessee. I think that they're gonna kind of like wallow in their success from last year. I don't think they're gonna be the same team that they were last year. You know what I mean? How Tannehill came in and. And surprised everybody, and, and kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. People kept waiting for him to fall off. Um, I think that with you know what Tennessee does in the South, um, you know, depart, depending on Derrick Henry, you know, and he's he's that guy. But um, they're going to need more than that. They're going to need more than that. They're going to have to get some insurance for Ryan Tannehill, which they do not have. Okay, so again, it's going to be hard for Tennessee, man. I think to 
to even mess with what the Indianapolis Colts are doing in that AFC South. You know, because Jacksonville and, 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 and Houston, for me, are kind of afterthoughts. It's all, you know what I mean? So uh, Indianapolis is going to be battling it out. And I like, you know, that situation that Philip Rivers has. Because all he really has to do is turn around and give the ball to Marlon Mack. That's it. And let him do his numbers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. So I think that the Kansas City Chiefs, man, I think the AFC is stacked, yo. I think the AFC is really, 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 really stacked. There's definitely more than, you know, more than six teams that could make the playoffs. Definitely. Definitely. More than six teams that could make the playoffs, you know? Um, but over in, the, over in the NFC, man, I just think that, um, you know, it's teams that could take advantage of situations that don't. And one of those example teams I'm going to give you, and I'm going to throw this at you, Bob, and see what you say, see what you think. A team that doesn't take advantage of their situation, all right? The Detroit Lions. I think, you know, they're wasting Matthew Stafford. They never really get any kind of semblance of a running game. You know, they, they, they ended up having, you know, icons of the game retire on them. You know, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, you know what I mean? And, and, and again, I think that, you know, the Detroit Lions, you know, always ended up 3-12, and 4-12, and 5-11. I think that, that you don't want that to turn into a culture, you know? And I think that um, that team right there deserves a lot of blame. You know, the NFL works with the Detroit Lions. They give them a premier spot every year, regardless of how garbage they are. Regardless of how much the Detroit Lions stink, they always get the first game on Thanksgiving. Always. So I think that, you know, they're doing, you know, a disservice to the city of Detroit. You know what I mean? That team has a lot, you know, a a, a great history behind it. Um, It should really be a lot better than... They are, you know, they go into seasons with a lot of promise, and then the wheels come off. So I just think that's one of those teams right there that, you know, should be doing a lot better. And and I'm going to keep it on the eye. Another team that should be doing a lot better than we are. And if we were, you know what I mean, um, we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now with Tom Brady. And that's my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We lost all those close games last year. All those close games. Because it is due. You know? So, again, you know, we, we, we have, you know, potential. You know? Um, I'm waiting to see what Ronald Jones the third is going to do. You know? Um, I, I think that, you know, what Tom Brady is doing right now with the, you know, quote-unquote, um, you know, not illegal workouts, and then it's not official workouts. I think um, there's nothing wrong with throwing the ball around with your teammates. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I just don't get to get where, you know, there's some, you're committing some sin against the NFL protocol by working out with your teammates. I, I don't, I never understood that, but um, I am, you know, coming around to the fact that Tom Brady is a quarterback in my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go into the season and, you know, with all expectations that my team is going to do what they do, you know, um, I'm just thinking that, you know, my team would do, you know, numbers with anybody at quarterback, as long as they were viable, as long as they could do what they do. You know, so now we're going from a quarterback who, you know, was having, you know, trouble 
getting the ball to his receivers to a quarterback who can get the ball to his receivers. So how far downfield can he get? All right. Mike Evans is going to want the ball deep. Godwin's going to want the ball deep. Brady's going to want the ball over and out. You know, Gronkowski's going to want the ball over the middle. I mean, not saying that Tom Brady can't get it to them. But, again, I think that um, we've got to be you know, prepared for anything at this point. At anything at this point. Because, again, I, I say it before and I'll say it again. I was around when Joe, Joe Namath was on the Rams. That wasn't pretty. All right? I, I, I was around when, 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 when uh, Johnny Unitas was on the Chargers. That was, that was you know, that was kind of whack. You know what I'm saying? So, again, um, you don't want to see quarterbacks go out, you know what I mean, on, on, on a crazy note, um, especially with my team, because you already know. You know, we was, you know, we've been trying to find a quarterback forever. You know, we thought we had one in Jameis Winston five years ago, but that didn't work out, so we got to keep it pushing. But um, speaking of keeping it pushing, man, we're going to take a pause for the cause, and we come back, we're going to get into the NBA bubble. You know what I mean? Talk some baseball, get into the schedule with my man Waxel Bob. Excuse me, pretty boy Bob James. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. 
We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Ed Cool J with a triumphant comeback. Morris, but tonight. 
Bong, we back in the building, yo, episode of Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass Quarantine Edition. We in the building. Me, myself, you already know, get at me on Twitter, at RMDesk, you already know the flavor. You know the vibes on Facebook, too, man, after further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. Um, I wanted again to give a happy birthday shout-out. Rest in peace to my mom. Today's her birthday, July 7th. Um... Yeah, man. So, you know, she's really had my back and held me down as far as, you know, um, supporting me doing my sports things, come to my little league games, all that, you know, that stuff that moms do. But, uh, yeah, man, so I just wanted to shout her out, man, and acknowledge my mom's our birthday, all right? Um, it's after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, won't you at home um, with your family, you know what I mean, doing what you do. If not, then, um, you know, you know where you end up. But um, we're in the building, man, doing what we do. We talk some football with my man, Pretty Bob James, in the house. All right. Um, I want to just get into the NBA bubble a little bit and talk about that. Because I think that for every day that goes by, Adam Silver is, and the NBA is in more and more trouble. I think that, you know, um, you know, with these players that are starting, that, you know, they're sitting out, you know, shout out to Dwight Howard. He decided that he's going to, you know, um, you know, you know, play for the Lakers. That's, that's cool. Um, again, you have some players who are choosing to, you know, not avoid, you know, playing, but avoid COVID-19. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at them. And a lot of impact players, you know, um, for example, for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, um, you know, Wilson Chandler, uh, even though, you know, he averages five points a game, four rebounds, you know, I think, you know, losing a guy like him would be, um, you know, a harsh blow on the surface. But again, he, you know, hasn't really been that effective anyway um, in playing his 35 games this season. Um, he was coming off a PED suspension anyway. So again, um, they I think that Brooklyn would be better off, you know, dividing up his minutes amongst the other wing players. I um, if Spencer Dinwiddie plays, which I doubt, it's looking doubtful that he's going to play. Um, so there's going to be more minutes to divide up against Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, you know, Torian Prince, and Garrett Temple. So um, those guys are going to have, you know get some time. They're going to get burned, you know. Um, Avery Bradley, a lot of people talked about Avery Bradley, but didn't really talk about him after the Lakers went ahead and, and, and signed J.R. Smith, you know. So, again, um, people would think that it was a, you know, significant loss for the Lakers, you know. Um, again, you know, they want to be able to give his, you know, those minutes that Avery Bradley was going to earn to, you know, guys like me, like, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope, you know what I mean? Even Alice Caruso can get some more minutes, you know, along with what J.R. Smith is going to do. Um, again, I think what, you know, Amy Bradley, you know, on the defensive end, he helps more. So, um, which allows LeBron to, you know, take, you know, point guard duties, you know, when the Lakers have the ball. And the team has been better with, you know, uh, with uh, Avery Bradley on the floor defensively. So, again, um, you know, he has playoff experience and a high basketball IQ. 
So I think that they would really rather have him out there than not. Um, Victor Oladipo, I think, you know, he's probably the biggest, you know, name to, you know, opt out so far. Um, I think he would have been make, you know, he would have been one of the guys that really helped the Pacers get over. You know what I mean? As far as their postseason is concerned. But um, again, you know, he played 13 games and his comeback from his injury, and it wasn't really, you know, wasn't I guess wasn't up to his standard. Um, he was clearly improving, you know, but the Pacers were worse with him with him on the court. All right, so again. Um, you know, they've already lost the Pacers, have already lost Jeremy Lamb. They're going to have to lean on Justin Holiday and, you know, Doug McDermott. And I uh, guess some guys like, um, you know, Aaron Holiday and Edmund Summer probably get some more burn out there. Um, Dabo Sevalosha, okay, um, again, he's not going to play. And, and again, what they can do without him is going to be dependent on those guys that step up. You know, they kind of already kind of replaced it with Lukeville uh, Bute. Um, and again, man, you know, he had to play the game since October 2018. So, again, um, he's going to be fresh. And maybe, you know, it's possible that, you know, Houston could have actually, you know, did better by having Cephalosha sit out. All right? Um, Trevor Ariza, he's going to be another one uh, for the Portland Trailblazers that's not going to, you know, um, play in the bubble. Um, you know, his situation is really different because he played half of the season in Sacramento, but he was kind of garbage on the offensive end. Like, what happened to Trevor Ariza? You know, but since he, you know, came to Portland in January, I, he's been, you know, part of what, you know, Portland does on the wing, you know, as far as, you know, uh, rotation-wise. So, again, I think that, you know, him not playing is going to make the road to any kind of, you know, postseason success in Orlando that much harder, all right? I think that, um, you know, the worst part that, you know, what Portland has to deal with, even without Rodney Hood, you know what I mean? They're going to be forced to play guys like Gary Trent, you know what I mean? And um, those guys haven't really been great, or they don't have the, that playoff experience, you know what I mean? Um, a guy like Gary Trent or even Nassir Litter, you know, or Ross if, if he plays, all right? CJ McCollins, you know, Carmelo, and, you know, um, I found Whiteside. So we'll see what happens with the Portland Trailblazers. They were one of the teams that people were talking about, yeah, you got to let them in, you got to let them in, you got to let them in. You know, so we'll see what it is. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein with Dallas. You know, um, again, you know, since joining the Mavericks, he's been in and out of the rotation. So, again, his impact in Orlando would have really not been that big. Um, again, without Dwight Powell, um, certain matchups are going to present a problem for Dallas. And it would have been nice at least to have that option of throwing uh, Willie Cauley-Stein out there for, you know, eight to ten minutes here or there, you know what I mean, to, to kind of protect the rim and um, be. Uh, so I think, again, as it stands, they'll probably lean on lineups so like Chris Dasporzingas playing in the middle, which has really been garbage this year. So, again, uh, I think that, you know, whatever these teams do, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll definitely see. Davis Bertans for the Washington Wizards, he's not going to play. Right? Um, and really, it's not really a big loss because they were terrible defensively with or without Bertans on the floor. But again, um, offensively, they were, you know, the business. They got, their, they got their thing done, but they couldn't play any D. So again, um, he's the most, 
you know, important player on the Wizard roster, not named Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal is not playing. So, you know, the Wizards got some things to worry about, man. So, I mean, as far as that whole bubble thing situation is concerned, man, um, you know, the, the, the path has been laid. And, you know, they want they want to try to get something. They want to salvage something out of this season. And I don't really know if it's, you know, the, the smartest thing to do. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to tempt fate right now. And for all those players out there that are making the conscious decision not to play, I think that they're doing it in the best, you know, with the best interest of themselves, their families, their loved ones. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, again, you know, we're seeing where people's, you know, where, where people's, you know, loyalties uh, rest at. You know, do you want to, you know, go get this money? Or do you want to be alive and around to, you know, for your family? So, again, you know, we're seeing where people are with it. And, um, again, you know, it, it, again, like we say every week on this, on, on this show, um, sports runs the world, whether you want to realize it or not. You know, they'd rather play, you know, they're, they're more willing to play a game in front of nobody, you know? And, um, again, it just says, you know, where we are, man. Um, I just feel like this, this whole situation is different and you have to take a different approach to it. And, um, by, you know, um, listening to everybody who knows what they're talking about, you know, that should give you a clue or a cue of how to handle a situation, you know. But, um, again, some people choose to kind of work around it and then deal with the circumstances later. And I don't know if that's the most, you know, the, the most um, um, smartest thing that you could do at this point. Yeah. So um, we're going to do it like that. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight time. We are in the house. Me and my man, Pretty Bob James, holding down the Action VR Network and all that. You can check us out on Spreaker.com. It's um hot, man. It's summertime. You know what I mean? I hope people, you know, enjoy their um holiday, you know, and are uh, ready to do what it do. Have you chose to, to acknowledge it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with, with, with what's going on in today's society, man, a lot needs to get a knowledge that hasn't been dealt with before. And I think that some people, um, since it hasn't really been dealt with on this scale before, some people are acting like it's new to them. It's really not. And I think that's the thing that, that's something that kind of, you know, bugs me out, you know? Um, But I guess, you know, when um, the money is affecting the bottom line, that's when you decide to get a conscience. And you decide to have a, a you know so called change of heart um, in regards to you know the Washington you know, uh, football franchise and the NFL. Um, you know they've been you know people been saying it for years, man. You know, and um, I thought that you know some progress might have been made with that when um, way back in like the early nineties when um, St. John's changed their name from the Red Men to the Red Stone. And they haven't been any good since. I just want to say that. But um, again, you know, you know, Daniel Snyder and his, you know, infinite wisdom said he's not ever changing it, ever, ever. You know what I'm saying? But when you know FedEx and all these corporations, Coca Cola and 
all these corporations start talking about, you know, um, you should change the name or think about changing the name. And then you got the minority owners wanting to sell. That's not a good look. And um, again, you know, it just goes to show you that nothing moves without, if, if your bottom line is, gets affected, then that's when something happens. Nothing happens until your bottom line gets affected. And I think that right now, at the end of the day, um, Daniel Snyder deserves everything that he gets or everything that he doesn't get. Because I think that, um, you know, history is going to say, yeah, that team, you know, that team has been around forever. It has a legacy, blah, 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 blah. They knew what was wrong then. Let that let hold hold on to that for a second. They knew what was wrong then. So again, um, it, it falls on deaf ears. But finally, you know the the people with the with the with the um, that could pull the economic strings. You know you 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 kind of listen to them, and that's okay because they're even getting it. Because you know if they would have really felt like that, they could have said something a long time ago too. But who am I? You know what I mean? Um, and they're the ones that have their name on the stadium. It's FedEx Field. So I think that Daniel Snyder has, you know, some things to think about. And again, I think that, again, um, a name change is, you know, uh, well-deserved. You know? And it shouldn't be hard. The first name I would come up with, if it was me, it would be, I would call them the Washington Americans. You got the Washington Nationals. You got the Washington. To me, that makes that that makes sense. This boom, there you go. And as far as the name change is concerned, whatever you call them, Daniel Snyder should be you know seeing nothing but dollar signs in 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 his in his dreams and in his head, because you know now the Washington you know uh, Redskins that um you know, logo and things is now going to be considered a throwback. And they're going to scoop that up. Then you got the new situation that's getting ready to pop. They're going to scoop that up. So I don't see what the big deal is in just changing the team's name. So again, um, but to me, that opens up, you know, the, the, the Pandora's box too. Because, you know, you got the Cleveland Indians talking about they changing their name. Atlanta Braves changing their name. You know, so then, you know, a, a lot of teams are going to have to change their situations. Um, or not. But I think if they want to, you know, um, move how society is moving, they're going to kind of like be a little bit more sensitive to, to, to people. And I think that they're going to, you know, end up doing the right thing. Um this is after further review, man. <clears throat> 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building doing what we do. Shout out to my NHL people, man. I see y'all. They, You know, the NHL delaying uh, the start of training camp. <clears throat> and I know that's bothering some people. Um, as we get closer to this thing, you know, um, it's, it's going to be a, a whole lot different in, in situations as far as, you know, collective bargaining and these and unions and stuff um, regarding player safety. Okay. So even the Stanley cup, I mean, excuse me, the, the NHL, which was supposed to get, begin 
on July the 10th, all right, has been pushed back to at least July the 13th, at least, okay? Um, again, you know, um, they're going to have to figure out a plan where e that everybody's comfortable with. And I think that the reason why some teams are not comfortable with it is because, you know, some people are still getting sick, okay? Um, you know, since early June, the plan, you know, had been to start training camp for the 2014s that are going to be in the uh, postseason in the NHL on July 10th. You know what I mean? But that was provided that um, the medical and safety conditions allow and parties had reached an overall agreement on resuming play. You know what I mean? So it's not really yet known how long that these camps are going to last. And since um, the phase two of the return to play for the NHL has began, at least 26 players, 26 have tested positive for COVID-19. So um, that goes back to you know, the beginning of the show, man, when we talk about stuff like we don't really know if there's going to be a season at all. The closer it gets to it, I think, you know, the panic button gets pushed because now you're going to open up yourself to this, you know, what the possibilities of, you know, people, you know, getting sick. Um, and, again, I don't think that these leagues want to take that responsibility on. So for me, and this is just for me, and I'm, and, you know, I'm as big as a sports fan as, as it is out there. I think that, um, at, you know, all leagues should cancel their seasons. They should. They should just cancel their season. And, and, just, and just leave it at that and just come back in 2021, man. Again, like we talked about before, you know, the NBA start on Christmas Day. You know, just, just scrap this bubble idea thing. You know what I mean? And pick up, you know, your training camps or whatever the case may be and just start on Christmas Day. That's it. That gives you enough time to see how this thing is going to move, move forward. Everybody can, you know, do their health thing. They can get, get right. You know what I mean? The Knicks can find them a coach. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, you know, I even see, you know, Kevin Durant come back. So, again, I, I'm not really keen on starting in a bubble and doing all of this, you know, madness. I'm not really keen on that. And, and, and for me, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the only one. So I think as far as the NBA's case is concerned, they, you know, I think they should kind of like think about this because you don't want to start it and then have to stop. Because then that's going to be really bad. And, you don't, you know, wish anything bad on anybody, but, again, um, this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. And I think that, you know, um, being down there in the, in, in the mix in Florida, especially, where it's kind of like a tinderbox for that, you know, you used to set yourself up for disaster, you know. So, again, that, you know, that, that's, that's a situation that really has to be um, paid attention to. Shout out to Kenny Smith, man. Um, you know, hearing that, you know, he's probably going to take the next move in his career, man, and and be a GM somewhere. And and, I, and I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? I, I'm not mad at Kenny Smith. He's one of the good guys, man. You know, um, and one of those dudes whose career you can um, follow from, you know, North Carolina 
know what I mean? And, you know, the championships to use the Rockets and all of that. You know what I mean? From New York City, New York City point guard, of course, from Queens. You know what I mean? Respect to Kenny Smith, you know. Um, hopefully he, he latches on to a situation where he can be around for a minute and, and watch and, and watch a team develop. I mean, for all the talk that, you know, he does, you know, he's very knowledgeable, man. Um, on TNT, man, it, it's just going to be great to see it now put into a, a, a context of now just really trying to win a championship for real and, and zeroing in and focusing on one team, you know what I mean, that, the team that he's going to be um, representing. So, again, um, I think that whatever the N- NBA does and Adam Silver does, you know, nobody's going to forget. Nobody's going to forget because that's all it's going to take is one of these – you know, uh, guys to, to, to come up with this Corona thing after the season starts. Then they're going to be in trouble. You know, so that that's what that is. But as far as the NHL is concerned, man, yeah, they had to push their thing back. Um, I think that should be a signal and a sign to the other league, you know. So I think for all this, this, this you know, uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus situation that was going on, I think the NHL was on, you know, target, you know, doing their thing. You know, people, of course, were getting, you know, coming down with it, with the virus, but it wasn't a situation where it was like, oh, we might have to shut things down. Their biggest problem was trying to find, you know, cities to host their, um, their post-seasoning. That was the biggest situation for the, for the NHL. But now, you know, as we get closer to this date, of, um, the scheduled date was July the 10th, and um, they had to push it back three days. So... Hopefully, uh, we'll see what it is, man. So, as far as even with, you know, the, uh, the, N- the NFL, you know, um, they canceled the Hall of Fame game. They scrapped preseason. Um, they're going to do two weeks. I don't know. They're talking about scrapping the whole entire thing. So, uh, it's just it's just really bananas. They think they're doing a whole bunch of, you know, maneuvering around trying to avoid this thing, and it's not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? They try to, you know, just push this, everything back and hoping that, you know, the numbers go down. And nah, it's not happening. you hoping against hope. And I, and I understand you're supposed to, have, you know, have think positive and all that fly stuff. I get it. I get it. But, you know what I mean? There's also a thing called reality. You know? And, and in, in this situation, you're putting people's lives at risk. And I know because, you know, it's, it's every person's word. So again, man, I think that um, you know we've been we've been without sports for this long. You know, you know I'm watching Korean baseball in the morning. You know, and, and it, it is what it is. It's, it's baseball. You know, I'm watching that. Um, you know, I, I could I could watch that and watch a little bit more NBA, but they keep showing the same games over and over. Like they don't have any other you know films in their library. Same thing with the NFL Network. Same thing. They show the same, and MLB too. They show the they show the same games over and over and over. Like, come on, yo. You know. So again, um, I think that you know sports should just kind of like take this year off to kind of reflect and get it right. You know, because you you can only have so many excuses when you get it wrong. You know. Everybody wants to blame this one, blame that one, instead of doing the, the righteous thing and saying, you know what, we're going to fall today. I mean, minor league baseball canceled the season. 
they they figured it out. Like, yo, listen, we we we're gonna get ahead of this. We're gonna cancel off season and come back in twenty twenty one. Bomb. What's wrong with that? So again, man, I, I you know, this 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 COVID got people by the throat and it's not letting go. And it's causing, you know, um you know, these 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 commissioners of these leagues to to kinda like think, you know, um not in the, in the, in the most prudent ways, you know, because again you're thinking about health. So I, I, again, as a player, you should do the knowledge and say, you know what, this is how you know this is what they think about me. I'm just a I'm just a you know a a, a uh, asset to them. You know they don't really consider me and and my health. They just want to make sure that I'm out there. They paying me all this money. That's the band aid. That's why they don't have to look out for my health. They paying me all this money. I don't know. Shout out to David Price, Los Angeles Dodgers. He's like, you know what? I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Okay, and he signed as as a as a free agent from the Boston Red Sox. Went to the Dodgers and said that ah, because of this this situation with COVID, I'm not I'm not playing. I don't blame. Free agent deal or no free agent. And, um, you know, Mike Trout with his situation that, you know, um, his family about to, you know, add on, you know, um, he wasn't sure if, you know, he wanted to play. So, again, man, when, you know, when these big names start, you know, you know talking about they don't want to do it, I think that's when, you know, they're going to have to bite the bullet and say, look, um, we're going to have to throw our hands up and say, you know, we're going to give it up and chalk it up to, you know, next year. And make it do what it do on that note. All right. Um, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building every Tuesday night, um, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We are in the house. making it do what it do. I hope everybody's being safe. Shout out to my No Knock Boss radio crew, man. Check us out every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. I um, No Knock Boss radio. You can check us out on YouTube and all that. We're in the building. Um, that's, you know, the crew, that's, um, Harlem Fresh, all right, Rocker Bash, all right, Baltimore J, Uncle Sherm, all right, Door Triple A, all right, Shauna Price, and we got, um, Jay Marie in the building now, shout out to her, shout out to Glow, all right, so we're in the building, man, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, we are in the building, 9 to 11, Eastern Daylight Time, no knock radio, we're in the house. All right, make sure you check out um, past interviews. Um, and we got a few minutes left. That's my sports commentary on No Knock Cross Radio. We're going to set that off, man. Coming back with that real soon. So check out that. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at RMDesk. Check out Accident VR Network. My man, Pretty Bob James, got his show going on. Making it do what it do. Shout out to my man, Sonny Cruz, wherever you are. All right, shout out to my man, Chuck Skull, the home unit, Mike Summers. was good? Um, and you know, that's that, man. You know, we're trying to ride out with y'all, man. Um, yeah, we got a few minutes left and we're going to make it do what it do. All right. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm just ready for this thing to be over with. And then once it's over, since you're going to be bombarded, everything is going to be going on all at the same time. And that's going to be the crazy part. Everything's going to be going on at the same time. Um, I wanted to get into the Yankees schedule. If I can, all right. Um, 
the Yankees open up July 23rd against the Washington Nationals in Washington. Um, presumably, it's going to be Gary Cole's first start. The guy pitch against Max Scherzer. Um, again, you know, probably getting the championship rings, maybe. Um, seeing, you know, Aaron Judge and um, John Carlos Stanton hitting that park is going to be you know, something to see. I want to see how, um, you know, Gio Oshella and, and, and those guys all react. I want to see some baseball, man. It's just going to be different without watching, you know, without fans in the stands. But I, I, that's why I watch Korean baseball, so I can get, you know, used to watching games without, you know, um, you know fans in the stands. That, the fans make the atmosphere, period. But since we know that now, you know what I'm saying, um, I watch, you know, some Korean baseball, man, so I can get used to just, you know, watching the game with no fans in the stands. Um, after the Washington series, the Yankees um, head to Philadelphia to play um, two games against their old manager, Joe Girardi, all right, at Philly. So the Yankees' home opener is not until July 29th. That's our sister's birthday, July 29th, the Yankees' home opener against the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, they have a home stand, two games against the Phillies, and three games against the Boston Red Sox, all right? Um, then the Yankees go to Baltimore for three, and they go to Tampa for four, and then they come back home um, and play the Atlanta Braves, all right, uh, August 11th and 12th. Um, they're off on August 13th, which is my birthday, okay? Um, they play the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, four-game set against the Boston Red Sox at the stadium. And then Tampa comes in for three. And then they play the New York Mets for three games, August 21st through the 23rd. Then the Yankees go down to Atlanta for two games. They come back home to play the Mets at the end of August for three. And they open up September against the Tampa Bay Rays. Go to Baltimore for three games. Go to Toronto for three games. Come back home against Baltimore for four. And uh, Toronto for three. Then they um, head out to Boston and Toronto before they come back home for their final series in the season against the Florida Marlins. Um, this division uh, scenario is going to be very, very different. Um, you know, 10 teams, three divisions. Right? I think seven teams make the playoffs. It's going to be really, really bananas. And... Um, uh, you know, you got good teams in each division. You got you no know, uh, not so good teams in each division. But I'm thinking with a 60 game season, anything can happen anywhere. All right. You look at the American League East. Okay. You got those young Blue Jays. You know, Bichette, uh, Guerrero. You know what I mean? Biggio. Um, they added Hyunjun Ryu from the Dodgers. As far as the pitching is concerned, um, you, you know, you already know what you got in Atlanta. You know, Acuna and those guys, um, the uh, Marlins, you know, I'm not really, you know, counting on them doing too much. But 60 games, anything can happen. Then you got the Mets, the New York Mets going to do make some noise. Um, and we'll see. All right? They're going to compete with the Nationals. Um, the Orioles are going to probably finish at the bottom of the division. Um, the Phillies are going to be one of those teams that are going to be trying to fight for a spot. And it's, got, it's just got a whole lot tougher for them. Um Tampa Bay Rays, I think they're going to be one of those teams that are going to be at the top of the division. Uh, along with the Boston Red Sox, I think the Red Sox are going to be one of those teams that are going to be at the bottom of the division. They're going to try, but I think a whole bunch of games against the Braves, the Nationals, the Yankees, the Rays, the Mets, 
You know what I mean? That's, and, and that's that's gonna that's gonna not uh, be so good for the Red Sox. And Eduardo Rodriguez was among five Boston Red Sox that tested positive for Corona nineteen. So um, again, they lost Mookie Betts. They lost David Price. You know what I mean? They went through what they went through. You know, um, Alex Cora never got a chance to 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 manage. You know, do what he needed to do. Um, you know, finishing his job as managing this squad. So the Red Sox are going through some stuff. So again, um, we're going to have our baseball predictions July 21st and July 22nd. So we'll be ready for that. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, since the schedule dropped, get some things together. A tough division is going to be the Central Division. Central Division, I think, is going to be very, very tough. All right? You got the Cleveland Indians. You got an improved Cincinnati team that I was looking forward to seeing. Okay, you got the Minnesota Twins. Okay, um, you know that that are expected to do some things. The Chicago White Sox expected to do some things. The Milwaukee Brewers, and then I mentioned the St. Louis Cardinals in the division. So I think that the Central Division is going to be tough. It's going to be definitely a um, top-heavy situation with the Tigers and Kansas City Royals and probably the Pittsburgh Pirates um, holding down the back, the, the, the basement of that division. The Chicago Cubs are the wild card. They can either be really good or they can be really bad. So I think that they're going to be the team that's going to throw a, a wrench into a lot of these, you know, contenders' plans. As far as in the Western division is concerned, um, Wow, Houston Astros, Los Angeles Dodgers. Right after that, you know you got Oakland. Do you count Arizona? You know because you already know that the Mariners, the Padres, Rangers—they're not ready. You no, know, I mean where the Rockies at? You know what's up? What's good? What's good? What's good, Bob? I'm just actually agreeing with you here on this one, you know, you know, where Arizona goes, you know, just not ready, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, some teams, you know, have their funk and other teams are going to have their rebuilds going on. Um, yeah, I mean, but 60, 60 games, it's, 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 I mean, you really ain't got no time to rebuild. 60 games, it's going to be, it's from, from day one, it's going to be on and popping from day one. They're going to be scrambling. So, again, I think that, you know, for all the people that are saying it's going to be a cakewalk because of 60 games, nah. It's going, to be, it's going to be a team that nobody thought about that's going to be really, really good and it's going to take advantage of this situation. Now, for me, Bob, if I had to pick one team from each division that I thought was going to be that, I thought would think was going to surprise, um, in the East, I would pick the Blue Jays because that lineup is young. That lineup has a lot of thump. They got nothing to lose. They got some pitching, and it's sixty games. Okay, so I think if you know if if they don't go at least five hundred, I'd be very disappointed in Toronto. You know what you're going to get out of the Braves. You know what you're going to get out of the Mets. You know what you're going to get out of the Nationals, the Yankees. 
the Rays. You know, then you got, you know, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Marlins. You know what I mean? But I think out of those, you know, teams in that division, I think Toronto has the best chance. Not to win the division. Don't get it twisted. But to really make some noise. You know? Um, in the Central Division, the team that I think that could make some noise, um, Cincinnati. I think that they were already pegged by a lot of people to be contenders in the, in the National League Central. Now we're going to be able to see, you know, how they really stack up in pressure-filled games against, you know, these, and these division games against the Twins, against, you know, the Cardinals who are their division rival anyway. I mean, against the Indians, you know, we're going to see how they stack up now. And it's like I said, it's a 60-game sprint. It's not a marathon no more, B. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint now. So a five-game loser streak could knock you out the box early. So, again, everybody's up to be on their A game. But I think in, 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 the, in the Central Division, man, I think Cincinnati, you know, uh, they have a chance to kind of win it if they can get hot. And, I mean, when they get hot, they have to, you know, beat Cleveland. They have to beat Minnesota. They got to beat St. Louis. You know what I mean? Chicago's – the White Sox are going to come up. They got to beat them. So, um, that's my team in the Central. In the West, um, wow. Um, would, would it be a cop-out, Bob, if I said Oakland? I mean, because, again, you know, some say in San Diego, but nah, nah, this is because I don't, I don't mess with Manny Machado like that. He knows that he's going to mess it up. And the Texas Rangers, nah, they're in that new ballpark. I mean, that might say something. You know, they might make some noise just because they're in a new ballpark. You know, our teams do, and they get new ballparks. But um, I don't know. The West is hard to pick for me, man. So I think that I'm going to go with Arizona or Oakland. And if I had to choose between one of those two teams, since we know what Oakland does, they've won like 90-plus games the last couple of seasons, I'm going to say Arizona. I'm going to say Arizona. So, again, you know, I think the Marte dudes, Starling Marte, Ketel Marte, they're going to do some things. You know, I think uh, uh, Starling Marte is going to be a steal. They got him from the Pirates, you know, so I think that he's going to really help Arizona out. Um, I think with the Dodgers in this situation, um, it's not going to be easy for them. Mookie Betts, notwithstanding. You know what I mean? They got guys on that team that they was trying to get rid of. Now they, you know what I mean? So how, how's that going to work out? David Price is not fishing. That takes away from their staff. They already lost Ryu to the Minnesota Twins. So how, how, how is that going to work for that, for that staff in particular? But, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be, you know, as it gets closer to it, I hope we have some kind of season. If it starts, I hope it finishes. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see around Labor Day um, where we are, you know, and see, you know, who's doing what, you know, because, again, that'll be, you know, the, the real stretch run around Labor Day. We'll see um, what these divisions look like. And um, these managers are going to have to manage different, okay? They, you know, the starters, are, you know, now you, you figure that now maybe even you can, you know, have starters in a little bit longer, you know, or if you, your bullpen is, is, is that is, is decent, you know, you could, you know, have, you know, your starters are preserved them for the postseason. Real talk. It's only 60 games. How many starts does Gary Cole going to make? If they have a five-man rotation, 12, 12 times five is 60, right? 
So he's going to make 12 starts in the season and then be ready for the postseason. And you know how the season goes. But then those 60 games, within that 60 game block, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to be on the list. And the list went back to 15 days. So, like, I don't know, man. It's Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Seven teams getting in the playoffs. Um, yeah, anything anything can happen, man. And I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, again, my key thing is with the whole thing is that if they start, they got to finish. If they don't finish, I think it'll be disastrous. So, again, that's that's what's up with that. So, um, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sour Pass. I hope y'all... Um, enjoy the show, man, as, as much as I enjoy doing it, man, having fun rocking out on the Action VR Network with my man, Pretty Bob James, in the house. Um, I'm about to get into the three-minute rant right now. Um, three-minute rant tonight is going to be about Deshaun Jackson and um, the statements that he made regarding, you know, his support of Minister uh, Minister. I think that um, in the end of the day, Sean said, you know, what was on his mind, what was on his heart. I don't think that it was trying to hurt anybody, you know. And I think that um, I want to get deep, but I I, 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 I really don't want to get deep because I don't want to turn it into something that it's not. Um, I just think that, again, when Deshaun says his, his uh, post was taken the wrong way, I, I definitely believe that. Because, again, I don't think Deshaun Jackson has, um, you know, hate for anybody in his heart. I just think that he, like, you know, wants to speak the truth. And when the truth gets spoken, um, some people not, you know, comfortable with that. So they want to make you out to be something that you're not. And, again, a lot of people aren't, you know, um, hypnotized by that. That's the most um, genteel way I can say it. A lot of people are not hypnotized by that. They know what it is. They know what time it is out here. And um, I think that, you know, Deshaun had to do what he had to do. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm against anybody by no stretch of the imagination. No, sir, Rebob. Don't get it twisted. But, again, you know, um, I'm always going to speak to, you know, truth to power. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. And um, I was talking to some people um, earlier, you know, on Twitter and asking a question, you know, and nobody wants to, nobody wants to have that conversation. I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. You know, um, how, how did we get to a situation where, um, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to say it like this. I am no anti-Semite because I love me. How could I be an anti-Semite? I love me. You know what I mean? Ponder that. So, again, man, I, I just think that a lot of times, man, a lot of people get, you know, um, labeled with things that, that they're really not just because they're speaking their truth. And, um, again, you know, that, that that's basically that, man. Nobody hates anybody. I hate how you act. Word up. I hate how you act. I don't know you as a person like that. You know what I mean? But I hate how you act. And I could definitely speak to that. You know what I'm saying? So, again, at the end of the day, man, I think that um, Deshaun did what he had to do. 
You know what I mean? I agree with, you know, whoever, you know, had a problem mind and they can come to an agreement as we should. You know what I'm saying? And that's the three minute rant. All right? This is Dr. Further Review Man 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. We are in the building every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 Eastern Daylight Time. Understand that. Pretty boy Bob James is in the house. Um, we're about to get up out of here, y'all. It's been real. You know what I mean? And um, we're going to make it do what it do. Hopefully that uh, we'll have some more sports to talk about. Um, trying to get back into that two-hour mode, you know what I'm saying? Um, and again, man, just, you know, anything y'all got to talk about, you want to talk about your teams and who you like and stuff like that. And it's hard to really do that because you don't know who's going to show up on day one. So, again, you know, it's hard. You know, like I said, I'm not doing the um, baseball previews until – um, the 21st and the 22nd. I think I'm doing the American League on the 21st. Um, now I'm going to have to break that down. I'm going to have to do the East and the Central and the West. i got to flip that around now. Um, so, yeah, the 21st and the 22nd, I'm going to do um, my divisions, picks, and all that good stuff like that. All right, so that's what it is. Um, my man Bob James, appreciate you for holding me down. Sonny Cruz, wherever you are. We, got, we, we still haven't had our Tampa Bay Buccaneers conversation yet. We really got to get into that. All right, shout out to my man, to them over there at Wolverine Sports, my man Dev, all right, my man Jimmy, the whole unit over there, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to my man, Dees, about that sports life. Make sure you check them out. You know what I'm saying? And everybody that does their thing, my man Sean Stewart, shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? So, again, make sure you check me out, man. Um, a few minutes left, no knockoffs radio. We do our little sports thing, man. Five minute, 10 minute conversation about a particular topic. Name of it is called A Few Minutes Left. Make sure you check that out on Unacos Radio, man. All right? So we're going to get up out of here, man. Um, let my man, the pretty boy Bob James, get back to his business, handle his handle. And I'm going to get back to my business. Now, I hope you all do what you all do. We'll talk to you all next week, man. I right, stay safe. Wash your hands. And uh, six feet, seven feet, eight feet, nine feet, just practice social distancing. All right? Lefty nice, left-handed. Get at me on Twitter, at RMDesk. I'm out. Peace. No knockoffs. After further review, let's get it.